Welcome to Gear Up with Gear Experts, episode 13, Rope Maintenance. Gear Up with Gear Experts is a bi-weekly show hosted by me, John Medina, and my colleague Alex Giddings. The show is for at-height workers, industry, and construction, and is brought to you and produced by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. This episode's theme is rope inspection and maintenance. Of course, rope can be used as part of your safety plan for at-height work, but today we're going to talk about proper rope care, rope inspection, and inspection practices when rope is used as part of your lifting and rigging plan. Today we're proud to have gear expert Bo Arrow as our guest in the studio. Bo has been with GME and Columbia Safety for nearly 15 years. Bo, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey with GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply? Actually, it started at birth, if you can believe it or not. I grew up in the tower industry. My uh, parents' company was a manufacturer of towers, and I was working um, even as a small child, and it's probably against the law now for child labor (laughs) laws, but they had me out there and uh, been going to uh, the National Association of Tower Rectors uh, yearly trade show since it started about 25 years ago. So the, the neat thing is that I have a perspective that comes from the industry because I was born into it. Um, I've also got the privilege of serving on several different committees that help bring attention to the safety of our workforce. So that's one of the more enjoyable things that I get to do is participate in those and bring attention to topics that keep our workforce safe. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show and we're really excited to talk about rope maintenance and everything that we can do to make sure that we're properly caring for a rope. So let's get to the fun part, questions. Alex, care to start the questions? Sure, John. So, Bo, before we talk about rope maintenance, uh, let's talk about inspection. So why is rope inspection an important topic? Talking to several people in the industry over the last uh, couple months, it's become obvious that an increasing reason of why we are having job site accidents or dropped loads is because of one reason, rope. Rope is an important part of our lifting and rigging plan, but for some odd reason, it's been overlooked. We are doing a much better job these days doing our safety inspections on our harnesses and our lanyards, but we need to be as um, diligent about doing our inspections on our all of the pieces that we're using in our lifting plans as well. Of course, synthetic rope is a critical piece of a lot of those lifting plans, and frankly, it's it's been overlooked. Well, and it seems like in the last few years, there's been a big focus on the hardware, the connection points with rigging, the blocks, that sort of thing. But a, an integral piece to a rigging system is the rope. So why are we overlooking it? Right. You know, it's it's um, like the old adage says, you're only as strong as your weakest link. All of those are important pieces. Uh, however, we have to look at it holistically. We have to look at the entire plan, rope included, block included, shackles included, to make sure that we're working safely at the, at the job site. And not only in rigging, but in rope access work and in you know rescue and everything like that, you focus so much on what your descent device is, how you're anchoring to the tower, but are you taking the time to make sure your current mantle or your three-strand rope is properly inspected and safe to use every time? Correct. So I, I kind of mentioned it, but what are the three common types of rope Um, And what are they used for? Sure. So number one use in safety and rescue is kern mantle rope. The number one rope used in lifting and rigging is double braid. And then the other most common type is a three strand, 
we see that mostly as either a backup lifeline or a tagline. But the most important part of a rope is not necessarily the type of rope it is, but what its characteristics are, what the rope can be used for, and what its strength is. Yeah, I think that knowing your rope is, like you said, one of the most important parts because, yeah, there's different types of rope for different applications, but there's some key information that you need to know about your rope. So, Bo, could you elaborate on that a bit? If you are at your job site and you don't know your rope, don't use that rope. You need to know everything about that rope. Who made that rope? When was that rope made? What's the strength of that rope? How has that rope been stored? When was it inspected last? Those are important pieces. So it all goes back to the manufacturer. The manufacturer has, I can guarantee you, all of those specs. You need to know who the manufacturer of that was, where it came from, again, what, what the strength of that rope is. Um, in lifting and rigging, of course, we have a 10 to 1 safety factor. So, uh, for example, if you're going to be using that rope with a 1,000-pound capstan hoist, using that 10 to 1 factor, you would need a rope that has how much strength? 10,000. 10,000 pounds, correct. So that's why it is imperative that you know your rope. If you've got a rope that's only got an 8,000 MBS, can it be used with a capstan? No. Or if you don't even know what the MBS is, if the markings have worn off or if, if that piece of the rope has been cut off or something like that, you can't safely use that rope on the job. That's why I recommend using a rope that has an integrated label on it that shows the breaking strength of the rope, the manufacturer of the rope, and the manufacturer date of that rope, so you know that rope. If you don't have a rope like that comes like that from the manufacturer, make your own label and uh, fix it to that rope so that you have those records in place. But it's critical that we label our ropes and inventory them so we know them. Yeah, it's. I, I kind of think of it as you wouldn't take a random pill or piece of medicine that you don't know what it is, where it came from, what it's going to do. You kind of have to take the same approach to every piece of life safety that you know how it's being used and all of the markings are there. Um, and you went back to talking about affixing your own label. That's something that, you know, if it doesn't come affixed from the manufacturer, you can take that documentation, make a label, put it on with heat shrink, and now you have, you know, a permanent label. And that kind of goes into the inspection. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on the history of rope inspection and uh, some of the requirements that uh, you have to take the steps through for a proper rope inspection? Well, actually, you know, rope has been used for centuries. It's not a new technology. It's rather old, in fact. Mm -hmm. But uh, here in the United States, there's a group of manufacturers that have come together to create best practice standard, and it's called the Cordage Institute. Uh, the Cordage Institute is a bunch of different manufacturers, and they've created different standards that can help us make sure that we are using rope to best practice. There's one standard they have, it's called CI 2001-04, and the label of that is called um, Fiber Rope Inspection and Retirement Criteria. Uh, interestingly, you can go to the Cordage Institute website, download that standard for free not like one of those standards where they charge you $500 to get access to it. So they're giving us this information. But inside of it, you'll find inside of that one standard, the 2001-04 standard, you're going to find inspection criteria, what to look for. There's even pictures showing uh, what a damaged rope might look like. So there's images of glossy or glazed rope, 
um, rope that has inconsistent diameter, rope that shows signs of wear, rope that shows discoloration, possibly from chemical exposure, and so forth. Uh, shows you what to look for and when and if those ropes need to be taken out of service. So great criteria to look for. But the other thing that's, I think, very interesting about that standard is it talks about the importance of a rope log. Now, we keep logs of a lot of different things, but I don't know that our industry has done a good job of keeping good logs when it comes to rope. So when was a rope purchased? Where was it purchased? What's the strength of this rope? When was this rope inspected? What was this rope used for? So uh, keeping a log of the use of your rope can help you determine what loads or what forces or what circumstances your rope might might have been used for. And the other thing with the rope inspection, it's not only to, you know, keep your workers safe and um, the, the equipment you're potentially lifting or that sort of thing, but, you know, we live in a litigious type of environment now and that rope log can also help you if, you know, God forbid something happens, that you have a, a record that you were doing due diligence to make sure that the equipment you were using was up to spec. And that it is actually a requirement if you're going to be using rope, if you look at every single owner's manual in the in the print... Like actually read it, not just look at it. <laughs> yeah, actually read it. It's going to say that a rope log is a requirement for use. And if you don't have that and there's a problem with the rope, the very first thing the lawyers at the rope companies are going to do is say, where's your rope log? Yeah, and since a rope log is so important and, you know, they get... When you buy the rope, if it doesn't come with the rope log or if you happen to have misplaced it, um, we offer a free downloadable version of a rope log in our knowledge base. So you can find those rope logs at gmesupply.com slash learn. I want to talk a, a little bit more, though, about rope inspection. I found that the thing that causes most problems with rope is care of that rope. So... One thing in an inspection is a, a dirty rope, for example. Didn't you know that having a dirty rope is not just unpleasant to look at? It's not just going to make your hands dirty, but dirt particles in rope, imagine they're actually like little razor blades that cut the fibers in rope. So dirt actually reduces the strength of your rope. If you have a dirty rope, that means it no longer meets the same strength criteria that the manufacturer says that rope does as a new rope. That's why a dirty rope is a no-no. You, you have a weak rope if you have a dirty rope because dirt is like a razor blade. So um, that's one sign you're gonna wanna make sure you're always using a clean rope. What about compatibility and how that can affect the strength and the longevity of rope as far as hardware and that sort of thing? I've found that uh, one major issue that causes a rope failure is having the wrong block. So for example, um, it's very common to have blocks out there for half-inch rope. And when I say half-inch rope, I'm talking about metal rope, wire rope. Those blocks were not designed to be used with synthetic rope. And guess what that does to a rope when you use it? It damages it. You need, if you're going to be using a synthetic rope in your lifting plan, you need to use a block designed for use with synthetic rope. The shivs in there are designed to properly care for and not uh, 
improperly elongate and deform the rope. So yeah, using the right equipment together, it's all about compatibility across the board. You need to use equipment that's compatible for your use. When you do that, you're going to have a safe lifting plan. Yeah, and with, with that block, it's if you envision that looking straight down the sheave, the, the skinny part of the pulley or the block, the sheave on a wire rope pulley or block is a V-shape. And you can imagine how a, a pliable synthetic rope would wedge itself down in there and not pass. You also lose efficiency that way too. But on a synthetic rope block, it's a U-shape. So it, it actually kind of curves with the rope and it passes it through efficiently and safely. Now, when you're going to inspect your rope, you're going to actually take that rope and you're going to physically pull that rope every little square inch of it through your hands and look at it. Again, why? Because you are only as strong as your weakest link. So you need to actually do a physical inspection, pulling that rope through your hands. When you pull it through your hands, you're going to notice if there's uh, elongation issues or de deformation issues. Visually, you're going to see um, cuts or pulls. You're also going to obviously see if there's a, a knot. Knots and rope are also a no-no. And the reason is because it devalues the strength of the rope by almost 50%. So we're talking about a severe rope strength reduction. When you're talking about the 10 to 1 safety factor, reducing the strength of the rope by 50% is definitely going to make it to where it's not acceptable to use in your plan. Yeah. So if you've got a rope that uh, you've got these issues with, you've got to figure out what to do with it. If that is in the middle of the rope, then that's not going to be good for the entire rope because you're going to have two short ropes. Hopefully, you, if you do have an issue with a rope, it's near the end and you might be able to take that piece of the rope out and still utilize the rest of the rope. Uh, however, it's very important that when you do that inspection, if you find an issue and you've made the decision to take that rope out of service, that you destroy that rope so someone else can't use it. Yeah, chop it up into small sections that wouldn't be valuable for any crew. But you know, though, one thing that is super easy and that causes most ropes to be taken out of service is just proper use. Don't get your ropes dirty. Don't, if you can't help it, don't let those ropes touch the ground. When you get that dirt in the rope, again, it severely reduces the strength of the rope. So making sure that uh, you're taking proper care to keep your ropes clean is an important part of your daily job as well. I think that caring for the rope and keeping it clean goes beyond just when it's being used as well. Um, I think storage is something that would be pretty important as well. Could you elaborate on how to properly store rope a little bit? The most important thing with rope storage is that you have it in a dry location that is also dark because sunlight can actually... Um, weaken fibers as well. So you want it in a dark, dry location. There's a lot of different ways to do that. Uh, some of our customers store them in 55-gallon uh, plastic drums. But it's important, again, that you keep those dry. You don't want mildew growing on them. Uh, you don't want them to be out in the sun. You don't want them to be thrown in the back of a trailer and be uh, stepped on and cut. And, you know, you want to take proper care of that equipment. It's, it's, it's expensive. So it definitely needs to have a home and it needs to be in its own location so that you can keep it out of harm's way. Yeah, and if you are working out in the elements, give your rope time to dry before you put it away, you know, because next time you pull it out, it'll be slimy and gross. So uh, care for your rope in that way. And you've touched on dirty rope a few times. There's actually ways to clean the rope, correct? 
Yeah, in fact, uh, we sell a rope wash solution. You can wash it by hand with a non-bleaching, non-detergent soap. And um, then it's important to leave that out to dry in an area out of the sun. And um, that's the best way of keeping your rope or getting it clean. Yeah, and, and when you do that, you can also uh, you also want to be sure to put that in your rope log as well. Um, we actually have a video on how to wash rope on our YouTube channel uh, that you can check out. We go through the entire process and um, it's pretty staggering on a rope that didn't really even look that dirty um, how brown the water comes out after the first couple washes. So um, you can check that out for more reference. Yeah, I think when you wash a rope, if you don't see the dirt on the outside, that doesn't mean that there's not dirt in the rope. Like Bo said, those little pieces of dirt get inside the fibers of the rope and start cutting it. And when you use the rope wash, that water and that soap get inside of the rope and pull some of that dirt out to help prolong the life of your rope and make sure that it's safe to use when you need to use it next. Having pride in your equipment, it goes all the way down to your rope. Take pride in that equipment, take good care of it, and that rope will be by your side. Keep your guys safe on the job site and help you get the job done. But it goes back to proper care and maintenance. Take care of that rope, treat it uh, well, and when it does need to retire, uh, make sure and do that too. So you're going to need proper inspection. Keep those logs so you know what it's been used for. And to going back to the top of this uh, podcast, though, know your rope. Know where it came from. Know the strength of that rope. Know what type it is. Know your rope. Know your tools so that you can make good decisions and go home safe every night. Cool. Well, thanks, Bo. Uh, we'd also like to remind everyone that if you have any questions about your rope, rope inspection, uh, proper training, anything like that, you can contact one of our gear experts at 718-210-3913 or by email at info at gmesupply.com or via our instant chat feature. You can head over to gmesupply.com or colsafety.com and hit click here to chat in the lower right-hand corner to uh, start chatting with one of our gear experts. We'd also like to remind everyone that while this show is meant to be fun, entertaining, and informative, it is not intended to replace proper in-depth training. Manufacturer's instructions must also be followed and reviewed before any equipment is used, and proper training should be received before operating any equipment or before climbing. We'd like to hear from you about why you climb. Email us a voice message at gearup at gearexperts.com about why you climb and what climbing means to you for a chance to be featured on the show. And win some swag, of course. We hope you had fun and found a lot of value in today's episode. You can find more information and detailed show notes at gearexperts.com slash episode 13. Get social with us at Gear Expert Show, at GME Supply, and at COL Safety on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Gear Up with Gear Experts is available on all major podcast listening platforms. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to the show. We'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to tell your friends, too. If you've got a few extra seconds to drop a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing, that'd be awesome. Gear Up with Gear Experts is presented, produced, and edited by GME Supply and Columbia Safety and Supply. Your hosts are Alex Giddings and John Medina. And until next time, climb higher. Climb higher.